to the Rock Your Best Life podcast. On this podcast, I bring you information, education, advice, and tips from healthcare professionals, scientists, doctors, and everyday people who have changed their lives and health through diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes and are now rocking their best life. Join me on this journey to rock your best life. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice, as I am not a qualified healthcare provider. The information presented on this podcast is for educational purposes only. Rock Your Best Life and Rock and Rosa Wellness are not qualified to provide medical advice. Please consult your own physician or provider with any medical issues that you may be experiencing. This disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors of this podcast. Hello friends and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to tune in today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm really excited to bring you guys my interview today with Rebecca Farmer. Um, She is known over on Instagram as Tailored Keto Health. And it was so amazing to be able to talk with her because she's such a joy. She is such an amazing human, um, and she's been through a lot, um, as we all have, but, you know, she has dealt with a lot, um, and to see her just come out the other side, you know, is so amazing. Um, and, and before we begin, I kind of wanted to fill you guys in on what I've been dealing with lately, um, and it's been hard for me because, you know, I want to do all these things. I want to just get back to it, um, but... Honestly, you know, I've been sick for the last couple weeks with, I'm not really sure what, (laughs) Um, but it's, you know, a lot of like, a lot of sinus stuff, a lot of, um, you know, let me backtrack, I guess. Um, It started out as a really sore throat and I, you know, I got tested for COVID and it was negative for that. It was really weird. It was just really sore throat to the point where I can talk um, for a few days and just really, really tired. You know, I, I tried to sleep it off and, um, you know, a lot of coughing, um, a lot of like phlegm, like coughing up thing stuff. Um, and so, and now it's kind of fizzled out, but it's still lingering and I still have issues. Um, like I was having a lot of fatigue still and a lot of, um, you know, sinus pressure and and a lot of um still a lot of sinus stuff and so it's kind of lingering in that way um but you know I've just been kind of on the mend and just kind of prioritizing you know sleep and not trying to push myself too hard um but I you know I would go through moments of like feeling better and then like yet like last night I started you know to have some more fatigue again and um and so, you know, what I've been doing is I've given up, I've given up coffee too, because I felt like I was, I was experiencing some almost adrenal fatigue and some of my candida issues were coming back with the coffee. So I had to X that out again. Um, and so what I've replaced it with for now is just tea. Um, I would like to kind of cut out all caffeine, but that's kind of, um, you know, I'm trying to fizzle it out basically. It's, it is hard. I, I agree. It is hard. 
Um, but anyway, that's just kind of what's going on with me. I'm starting to feel a little better. I started to take um, these, um, some support, um, some, it's called Spark is what I started to take. It's through the company Joy Spring. Um, and it's just got a bunch of B vitamins, some ashwagandha, some maca root, some, you know, horny goat weed. Um, and it's just supposed to be really good for supporting, you know, you know, your, your adrenals and, and to kind of give you some energy. Um, so, you know, so far so good on that. Um, what else? I, you know, I've been just trying to not, like I haven't been working out at all. I have been still going on walks. I go on, you know, at least two walks a day with the dogs. Um, and just trying to be gentle with myself. Yesterday, I just did nothing really. Um, you know, I just have this habit of just overdoing it, even when I'm not feeling my best, you know. And I think it's important to kind of just step back and just um, be able to let ourselves heal. And with that being said, I am starting to feel better today. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, this is just going to kind of exit self out, <laughs> exit, you know, illness. Um, but you know, in the past I have gotten, you know, um, these kind of nasal issues. I used to get sinus infections and I was just hoping it doesn't turn into that, you know? Um, but you know, if you've ever dealt with, if you know anything about like candida issues, um, a lot of times it will stay dormant for a, a long time and and then I'll kind of just come back with a vengeance and I'm just wondering if maybe you know my coffee intake or some of the other things that I may have been eating were maybe contributing to feeding it um and maybe it's kind of back you know um so I'm I'm going through some things um a protocol uh, that I'm going to start as soon as I get it um, to kind of help with that, combat that. Um, but in the meantime, you know, I really want to get to the root cause. And, you know, while, you know, keto and carnivore worked really well for me to kind of eradicate some things with my gut issues, I, I think I kind of just feel that there are some underlying things. And that's why I think it's like hard for me to get well. Um, when I'm sick. And I think that's why um, when I did have, you know, when I do develop this candida overgrowth, when it kind of keeps coming back, that I haven't really eradicated it all. Um, you know, I've kind of taken out the irritants and the interference for a while, but then it's like, it, it just comes back, you know, as soon as I have coffee, usually. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of a sign that the healing hasn't taken place all the way, if that makes sense. So anyway, that's what I'm dealing with right now. Um, you know, just trying to, you know, I'm getting a lot more sleep now. And actually, I have been able to fast, intermittent fast, not really long fast. Um, I have been able to fast again. Um, and I was having a really hard time. You know, I was just, I would be hungry right when I woke up. So I gave myself grace and I was honoring my body, and I ate the food. <laughs> and that's okay. And I think that's actually needed. Like, I think we need to take fasting breaks. Um, but I just know that I feel a lot better when I do fast. And so, um, 
Like today, I probably won't eat until like noon. And that for me works really well is to just go till noon or one sometimes um, and then have another meal for dinner at like five or six, you know, sometimes later. <laughs> um, like tonight, oh my gosh, I probably won't be able to eat until like eight o'clock because I am working late. Um, so anyways, um, I am on the mend and, you know, I will start prioritizing, you know, my coaching business and you know, content that I want to put out there. But I think it's really important, you know, in these times when we don't feel our best to not push things, not push work, not push, you know, we have to do enough day to day. So especially if you're a mom and, and you're, and you have a new puppy, like I do, and you have a day job, like you just have to kind of prioritize, prioritize these things. And sleep is the most important. But after that, I believe, you know, stress is really important as well. So anyway, this this interview today, you are going to love with Rebecca. Um, go over to her Instagram and check out her story. Um, she's at Tailored Keto Health. Um, and she is a um, life coach and a certified health coach. Um, and she really works with people um, to get to the root cause, you know. Um, she was somebody that suffered... Um, for, with over 10 autoimmune diagnosed, you know, just disorders, you know, and a lot of them, it seems were digestive in origin. Um, you know, like she had IBS, IBD, slow transit colon, um, celiac, um, you know, diver, diverculitis. Um, and, and then she had a lot of the mental, um, disorders like OCD, anxiety. I mean, she couldn't leave her house for a long time. Um, and she suffered with a lot of trauma because of it. And, and when you see the before pictures, you may, you may think that she may have had a dis eat, uh, you know, an eating disorder, but she did not. Um, and that's something we talk about in, in, in our interview is, you know, she did not have an eating disorder. Um, she was eating, um, a lot at times, you know, she was trying to really put on the weight, but with all of these kind of, you know, autoimmune issues, it doesn't matter how much you eat. If your body's not absorbing the nutrients and you are not able to, you know, keep down those and, and, uh, your, if your digestive tract is not working right, it doesn't matter how much you eat. And I know firsthand about that. Um, in the beginning of my struggles, I was not, I was eating the most I'd ever eaten in my whole life, right? And I was very skinny and I was not able to absorb all the nutrients. You know, there's some malabsorption issues. Um, that's why we need to fix the gut. And um, she, yeah, she's just an amazing person to talk to. And I know you guys are going to love this interview. She's such an inspiration. Um, so I hope that you guys love this interview and I hope that you are taking care of yourself and you are getting enough sleep and you, you are prioritizing your nutrition, um, and you are getting some movement in, but not overdoing it and that you are just loving yourself unconditionally. And you are of course rocking your best life. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. 
But in the meantime, I hope that you enjoy this interview with Rebecca Farmer. Hello, Rebecca. Welcome to my podcast. Hi. Yeah, it's super exciting to meet you today. Um, Rebecca is a certified health and life coach, a lover of God, and a break a breakthrough. Um, are you a breakthrough coach too? Um, I, I read that somewhere. <laughs> you probably got that from my profile. So I offer a free breakthrough session which is designed for me to help people identify the interference and which coaching option might be best for them. Oh, okay. That's awesome. I'm a breakthrough coach. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've talked to a few other people that do breakthrough like coaching. Right. Um, And I'm not really clear on exactly what it is. Um, Maybe you can break it down for me a little bit. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. My terminology is simply for a breakthrough session, which is what I described. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think I, coach. I think I kind of understand it. You know, maybe just to kind of um, compare it to what I what I, I call like my first session, which is like discovery. So exactly. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I was I, in school. They were like, choose. You know, choose what you're going to call that free session. And I was like, breakthrough. I like breakthrough. We're going to make a breakthrough, even if you don't decide to work with me. I want to make a breakthrough with you. I want to give you something to come away with. So, oh, yeah, I, lo- exactly I love it. it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so what school did you go to? I went to Health Coach Institute. Um, oh. I, I did a lot of research. So um, I found that a lot of schools were very either liberal or mm-hmm. new agey or plant based and super expensive. Yeah. Um, the Health Coast Institute did not seem biased politically, and it was very affordable. And I liked that um, it was all accessible, like through video and audio. I am not good at sitting on my butt and reading a book um, for that yeah. long. I really like interactive learning, and that's what they have. And I had my own coach, too, to check in with and to ask my own personal questions. So I re- highly recommend it. I I was so pleased. Um, and I learned, I learned a lot, especially in the life coaching side. I didn't, mm-hmm. I already knew most of the nutrition stuff, but I did learn how to navigate conversations and pick up on certain cues and that sort of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's super valuable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I actually went to the primal health coach Institute. Oh, awesome. And I, I yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that one, I, I did a, a bunch of research too, because I was, I had the same issues, like um, a lot of things seemed like they were still, you know, pretty plant-based and um, it didn't really fall in line to everything I'd learned in the past few years about, um, you know, what, you know, what really truly um, helped um, heal me and it was a lot different, but like uh, Mark Sisson, um, yeah. And his whole program that really fell in line with what I was really um, finding to be true, like the ancestral kind of approach. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I like that they um, they taught you how to be a coach, not just the information. So that exactly. Really- <laughs> That's what I took away. It was like I need like I don't know how to do this. That was the main thing I went to school for was being in those shoes. I had a lot of knowledge, but mm-hmm. I needed help you know, administering it to other people. Yes. 
Yeah, and that's so important, you know, because <laughs> we can have all the knowledge in the world, but if we can't like, kind of break it down for people and um, show them how it can be applicable to their life and their situation and all that. Right. Well, we're here to talk about you today, though. Um, so I, you know, what kind of struck me, I think I first heard you on a few podcasts that I had been listening to, like Jimmy Moore. And, you know, I listen to a lot of keto podcasts and carnivore podcasts. <laughs> um, but what really struck me, um, you know, is when I saw the, your pictures. And I was in a few actually Facebook groups, and I think that's the first time I saw. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I don't remember if it was like zero and on health, or I, I'm in that group, and I'm in a bunch of other kind of, you know, keto carnivore groups. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. Yeah. Um, but like when you started sharing your story and I saw the pictures and I was just awestruck, first of all, how somebody could, I mean, you look so vibrant and healthy and strong right now. Um, Thank and you. yeah, and I mean, um, and, and you just looked almost really on the brink of death. Um, I mean, when you saw your pictures, you look so weak and frail and small and and so I want you to, you know, <laughs> to kind of tell everybody um, your story. Um, you know, how did you get from there to there? So those um, pictures, even the one where I looked the worst, that was only two years ago. That was May of 2019. I was 69 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, my story begins in sixth grade. Um, so I was diagnosed with osteoporosis in the sixth grade and, um, all throughout my childhood, I was always getting sick. I was, I got, I had asthma, like before I could ride a bike. Um, but I, I was always getting sick, always being put on antibiotics, um, really low immune system, really bad digestive issues that I didn't talk about until high school. Uh, in seventh grade, I ran into very severe mood disorders, ADHD, OCD, insomnia, depression, narcolepsy. Um, and these were really serious. The OCD was crippling. The anxiety was crippling. The ADHD was, I mean, if anyone, you know, anyone knows what it's like, who actually has it. Um, but it, it is entirely nutritional. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was put on Adderall, clonazepam, and Ambien. And I took those for 13 years. And the dosages just got higher and higher and higher. At one point, I was taking um, two extended release 40s of Adderall per day. Um, and that still was doing nothing. And that was a problem. Um, yeah. I was not sleeping. Even taking the Ambien, I was not sleeping. I would yeah. go five days. I did go five days without sleeping on multiple occasions. Um, I, I did go through a really, really traumatic breakup right after high school. And I lost a ton of weight, not because I was trying to, but because I just lost my appetite. That's when I stayed up for five days at a time. I was just, um, I was totally numb and my heart was broken. That was my first real heartbreak. And I really believe that it triggered my immune system. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, I started to heal from that emotionally. 
and I started working at Whole Foods and I got into another relationship and then I started, I would get hives, breakouts and hives the size of grapefruits on my legs, my upper legs. It's like, this is weird. And I'm just, you know, popping pills still living in a basement full of mold and, um, you know, just totally aimless in my life. Um, I should also mention that I moved around a lot as a kid. So my family has moved like eight times, I think. And I left my childhood in, in sixth grade. Um, so in fifth grade and, and then in sixth grade, I was diagnosed with osteoporosis, but that was really traumatic for me. And I was in one school to the next living in hotels at one point. And, um, I do think that plays a role in the autoimmune issues that I contracted. Um, and they were not diagnosed until after high school. So, um, so I was actually engaged in 2017. I was graduated high school. I was in real estate, um, working full time and trying to keep up with an apartment that my fiance and I were going to live in. And, um, I started having suffocation attacks right after wisdom tooth removal surgery, Mm -hmm. um, to the point where I was taken to the emergency room. Um, I, my entire body would be so tense. I literally like my arms would be, you know, glued to my side, could not unclench my fists. I couldn't breathe. They had to Mm -hmm. roll me in, in a wheelchair. And this happened so many times, um, more times than I can count. And finally, you know, my parents were like, we can't keep taking you to the emergency room. We can't keep coming over to your apartment to massage you. Cause that was the only way for me to come down from this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally, the relationship fell apart. Um, not just because I got sick, but largely because of it. And mm-hmm. I do take a lot of the blame because I was not in a place where I could handle any of that anymore. Um, neither was he, but separate issue. Yeah. Um, so I moved back in with my parents and, um, I, that it was at that point that I decided I've got to get to the root of these problems. These medications are not doing anything anymore. So I decided even if, even if it kills me, I'm going to try to get to the root of the problem because even these band-aids won't cover it up. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's when I embarked on a stricter version of the ketogenic diet. I had already been doing keto for 15 years. I grew up doing keto, um, never ate the standard American diet. So my aunt, um, she, I'm not going to use her name, but she is extremely knowledgeable, extremely versed in keto. She taught me a lot of what I know. And she, um, she really poured into my life in big ways. And she was my support when I was decided to get off of those meds. So that's when I started a much stricter version of keto, actually, you know, dialing into my macros, doing a very high fat, like four to one ratio at one point. And, um, and then I started seeing functional medicine doctors and that's when I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease in 2017. Um, and that was just wild. Um, that season of my life and then also trying to get off of those meds, the clonazepam was the worst. Adderall was hard, but not a big deal. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. quitting coffee. Um, I already, I was already fatigued anyways. The clonazepam was really hard and those withdrawals lasted for two years. It oh was a nightmare. Um, 
on top of Lyme disease, I was diagnosed with Addison's and Hashimoto's hypothyroid. And then as the years went on, I continued to uncover autoimmune issues with these mm -hmm. functional medicine doctors and naturopaths. Um, I have been diagnosed with over 10 autoimmune diseases. And um, on top of all that, chronic C. diff came along. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I guess I'll rewind a little bit. I did try to address the Lyme disease. I went to the, the clinics. I did IV therapy. At one point, I went to New York City and did ozone therapy. None of that helped. I was getting worse and worse. And um, <coughs> finally, it was when I was doing a four to one fat to protein ratio, I was able to mitigate the non-epileptic seizures I was getting and get out of bed at least. Um, and that at that point is when I decided I wanna be a health coach. Um, I didn't know if it would be possible, but I decided I, I can't bear the, the thought that other people are as desperate as I am at this point. I was losing my mind and I wanted to figure it out and help them. Um, so, so I continued to get better, but then, but then I started losing rapid amounts of weight. Um, this went on for months. A lot of, most people were like, well, you're doing keto. You're, of course you're losing weight. It's a weight loss diet. And I was like, no, I'm eating at a surplus. I'm eating more than enough. Um, and this went on for over a year. I was misdiagnosed with an eating disorder. I was held against my will in an eating disorder unit in the hospital, in the acute care. Um, came out of there with more autoimmune issues. And finally, I was diagnosed with chronic C. diff, which is a bad bacteria that takes over the good bacteria in your gut. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was like, thank God I have a diagnosis, you know? Um, I had to go through 13 rounds of antibiotics. So they have like five, they have three main antibiotics that they use for C. diff. And I had to go through each one five times oh before gosh. I was um, approved for a fecal transplant, which is a really expensive procedure. Mm -hmm. I mean, expensive. It's really, I don't think it's that expensive to do. But um, I had three of those, three fecal transplants, and I still had this C. diff infection. It did go away after the second one for about a month mm -hmm. or maybe a month and a half. And then it came back mm -hmm. and I could feel, I mean, the day, the almost the moment I think that it came back. I mean, when you have C. diff, you know, there's something going on in your gut. You're on the toilet all the time. Um, it does not feel good. So yeah, it kept taking over. Um, at this point, my relationship with my family is trashed. They all thought that I had an eating disorder. I lost a lot of really good friends. I didn't have a life. My life was survival mode. Um, and so I went on to eHarmony and I was entirely transparent. I said, I, you know, doctors say I shouldn't expect to live past 30 years old. I'm really sick. I do have faith. I'm believing for the best, but I want to meet someone. I don't want to be alone in this. So I did meet someone and I made a very stupid decision and picked up everything I had moved to, um, you know, right outside of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And um, this person ended up being a narcissist and yeah. abusing me. So here I am, 69 pounds, not in contact with my family and dealing with domestic abuse. 
So I was calling all of the women's shelters. They were full. Um, I was actually, I would take walks every day, one, to just get out of the house and two, just to try to calm my central nervous system. Um, but I was knocking on my neighbor's doors and I didn't know any of my neighbors. I was just knocking on doors and telling them I'm, I need help. Like, please help me. I, it was dreadful going back to that place every night. I would lock my bedroom door and, um, it was really, really bad. So by the grace of God, I got out of there. Um, a stranger on Airbnb responded to one of my messages and they said, I have an extra bonus room. Come stay here. And there was no catch involved. He wasn't a creep. And he, he just said, I actually said, Hey, if there's a catch, let me know. Um, and he said, yeah. no, honestly, look at my reviews. I'm legitimate. What would Jesus do? That's essentially oh. what he said to me. Wow. And, um, yeah, I will never forget that moment. And I went over and I saw the place that night and I was kind of like, eh, this is in the ghetto, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll never forget that moment. And now that person is one of my best friends and oh my he's God. actually my down the road neighbor. Um, wow. but I, I healed in that bonus room, um, yeah. that freezing cold bonus room. And I have gained 65 pounds in one year. I wow. gained um, so ever since May of 2019, which is when I was in an emergency room, the doctors were telling me, you have to be hooked up to a feeding tube. We're going to have to remove your colon because of the inflammation. At that point, I was actually asking them to treat me with an eating disorder. I was so desperate to refeed my body. Yeah. And they said, we can't, you have this C. diff infection. You have to be in isolation. It was wow. horrible. So it was at that point that I decided to give up keto and to take on carnivore, which mm -hmm. I had tried eight times. I legitimately tried carnivore and you may have seen me talking about that in those. Yeah. I remember the, yeah. The I, think zero so. I think that was around the time that I actually joined because I had been hearing about carnivore for like a year and then I kind of started it in 2019. Yeah. Um, and I saw you in those groups. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, I mean, everyone was like, this girl is nuts. And, uh -huh. um, and, but everyone kept telling me just do beef, salt and water. Yeah. Nothing else. And that was so hard for me. I felt worse every time. So yeah. this time in the emergency room, this was really, um, a change of my heart posture. And mm -hmm. I took it to God. I took everything to God and I was like, what do you want from me? And it was very clear that I had to give up keto. Like mm -hmm. I said, I had been keto for over 15 years. I know it, you know, to a T yeah. and I was obsessed with my ketone numbers, my glucose. Um, I was sneaking berberine into the hospital room. Like, oh, it was really? oh wow. <laughs> um, and that's when God was just like, just give it up. Like I knew there was something to carnivore. Yeah. And I knew that I was also addicted to a lot of these keto foods. Yeah. So that's where mm -hmm. I felt convicted. And I was also struggling with binge eating and I mm -hmm. wanted to break that. I knew it was wrong, even though I had to gain weight, that's not what God desired. And I knew that. So I gave it up and I started just eating meat. I spoke with the dietitian in the hospital and I said, I explained pretty much all of this. And she mm -hmm. got me in touch with the chef in the kitchen who was sending up multiple entrees of meat, eggs, and butter throughout the day. So I was throwing out the trays that they were sending me. 
um, with, you know, oats and the nasty protein carb drinks and all that mm -hmm. stuff. I was throwing it out, hiding it in the garbage can and then eating all of this meat and literally hoarding meat and hard boiled <laughs> eggs in my room. Oh, wow. And I, I gained four pounds in the emergency room. I started gaining weight immediately. My blood sugars stabilized. So no oh. more glucagon shots, which were glucagon shots are horrible. Um, it's literally when you get hypoglycemia, your glucagon receptors are not working. So you're basically my blood sugar would go lower and lower and lower until they had to give me this shot. And then my sugar would spike to like 200 something in a matter of milliseconds. It oh, wow. felt horrible. I hated those things. And those, my sugars immediately stabilized, mm -hmm. uh, electrolytes stabilized, and they were all over the place before involuntary throwing up from ulcerative colitis stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, so many things happened just by cutting out those other anti-nutrients. Um, so after a week of that, uh, the dietitian told the doctor at one point what I was doing. And the doctor said to me, go home and continue your weird all meat diet. <laughs> and that's yeah. what I did. Um, so I went home and I decided I'm not going to be strict. I'm not going to restrict myself. I'm not going to be rigid. I'm going to use the critical thinking that God has given me. And so I decided to allow myself to use stevia, um, mm -hmm. the kind that I tolerate. And I allowed myself to use dairy in the beginning because I needed to eat at a surplus. I knew yeah. it was addictive, so it was helpful. I used spices. So I was making carnivore cheesecake and pizza and stroganoff, um, but it was still animal-based. It was still cutting out all of the plant oils, all of the vegetables, and I needed to do that. Um, within two weeks, my mood and energy improved significantly. So even in you know, under the same roof as this guy who was verbally hardcore abusing me every day. Um, I came back and I was like a new person. It was like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I had momentum. I had, um, I, I had a backbone again and I was not intimidated by him. And I knew that I was going to get out. So, um, a couple weeks later is when I reached out to that person on Airbnb mm -hmm. and, you know, got into that place and that's where I healed. So that's pretty much what happened. Wow. I, I can't even, um, I don't know where to start. Um, this is, an, you have just an amazing story, first of all, because I just don't know how you found the strength, um, to go through all of those different all of those different um, diagnoses, because I know I kind of wrote down some of them, but you just explained them all. I'm not going to list them. <laughs> um, but all those different autoimmune issues. And I know just for me, just dealing with just a few like food sensitivities and digestive issues, autoimmune symptoms. Um, I know for me, that was so hard and took a, you know, it takes a lot. You have to really go deep within. So what was the one thing that really helped you through all of this? What gave you strength um, to keep going? Because, you know, a lot of people that deal with even just a couple of these things, they end up giving up. They end up taking their lives um, because, you know, you, you, you not only deal with all this, but you deal with all the depression that comes along with these things. So, yeah, yeah what gave you strength? <laughs> um, it was just faith. And for a large part of it, 
for most of my life, I did not have a very close relationship with God, but at the same time, I couldn't deny his existence. Um, and I recently on my Instagram talked about, I have one tattoo on my rib cage. It's Luke 848. It says, daughter, your faith has healed you. And I got that tattoo before I got sick. Um, oh. It was like a very sporadic thing. I was at the beach, some, you know, cheap tattoo parlor. Um, and it really was sporadic. Mm-hmm. And um, that always stuck with me. And then when I got sick, I was like, this is what I needed. This reminder was to have faith because without faith, God can't work in our lives. Um, he has the power, but it's always going to be a free will. We have the choice to believe him or not and to really walk in that faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was not obedient to God in a lot of ways. Like I struggled with addiction to the keto foods and um, it's not like I was, you know, snorting cocaine every day, but I was definitely not living in a place of seeking God and his will in my life. Mm-hmm. I was trying to micromanage. I was a control freak. Um, my relationships were, like I said, they were trashed. And what kept me holding on was knowing that God loves me and um, just believing in what he says about me. And even though I lost most of my relationships, he always provided, Um, you know, whether it be a stranger at the gym or the grocery store or um, an older woman who I would go walking with. It just that that's honestly what kept me sane many days. And that's what I looked forward to. And then I would go back home and be in turmoil with myself. And that went on for a long time. Um, So I will just say by the grace of God, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes, I agree. Sorry, my dog is going off. (laughs) I can't believe he can bark that loud. He's so little. Oh, Oh, no, this is I have an older dog. Oh, yeah, gotcha. she's out. She's out in the living room. So um, she's yeah, she's 11. And and yeah, so she barks at everything. I think she's done. OK, oh, no, no problem. Um, but uh, yeah, I really feel like um, we have these divine interventions that come along our path. And and a lot of times when we're like stuck in this fight or flight, we're stuck in this, um, you know, illness mode, you know, when we're being attacked, our body's being attacked, right? And so sometimes we don't see it. Um, and then <laughs> eventually, <laughs> eventually we're just kind of smacked in the face and we have to see it, right? Yeah. Um, and we have these yeah. little helpers along the way that help us kind of see. Yeah. See the healing like path, you know? Um, yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to um, get help and you're able to, to be able to find strength and all that. Um, so how is your relationship now, like with um, family or friends? Oh my gosh, God has redeemed times 100 and delivered. I mean, my mom just visited and we have never been closer. Um, oh, wow. We were like cracking up, crying, laughing in the grocery store. We spent every moment together and I talked to her every day. Um, And then also my friendships, God has put people in my life that like, I'm a part of a church now. And I will say it has taken me 29 years to find a church that I actually felt welcomed and really Mm -hmm. known, but I feel like I've known these people my whole life. 
And that is something that I've always longed for. Um, this person from the Airbnb, I know they will be a lifelong friend, 100%. And yeah. I've met so many other people through them and um, just God really does provide above and beyond. He has filled my life with so much um, richness and fullness. And I am, I mean, I wake up every day just so grateful. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, and um, now your path to healing, how does your diet look like, you know, in the beginning as opposed to now? I know mine's changed. Um, you know, yeah. when we're when we're doing a protocol or when we're kind of in this healing mode, we have a different diet that we need that's going to nourish us um, and right. and kind of yeah. get rid of, you know, kind of heal us. So yeah, what explain what does that look like? Um, so in the beginning, I was at like a four to one fat to protein ratio. Oh wow! Um, only animal foods though. Yeah. And only animal fats and then i worked it closer to a two to one fat to protein ratio and i did that for a long a long time mm -hmm. and um my hormones healed hypothyroid improved you know my labs are now textbook perfect and in the fall of last year i did my first high protein experiment where it was like 50 grams of fat 200 grams of protein um or more and mm -hmm. surprisingly I did really well with that. And so now I actually eat very high protein. Yeah. Um, there are days that I do very high fat. I maintain high protein with fat refeeds, um, mm -hmm. just, you know, with my cycle, with recovery, whatever my body is telling me to do, it's, I'm extremely intuitive with that. Um, but I prefer high protein. I'm also doing CrossFit now. Oh, wow. I'm like doing things that I never, ever thought I was cut out to do. Yeah. And I feel really good. Um, but I didn't do the high protein until I, my hormones were 100% and my energy levels, my sleep, you know, all of that was 100% and all of my autoimmune markers were gone. Otherwise I would have kept the higher fat consistently because I do think that it's really significant for healing, um, for, for really, tuning into the central nervous system. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that fat, but now, um, yeah, it's much higher protein and I do include other foods now. Mm -hmm. So I eat mushrooms, garlic, um, fresh coconut, Greek yogurt. Um, I have lots of sparkling water. <laughs> um, but the majority of what I eat is still animal foods. Um, so I eat a lot of goat and veal and lamb. Um, I get all of my meat from one place. They are incredible. And I will forever share them with other people. It's Billy Doe Meats. Um, oh, it's just yeah. a, they are, they're I've just amazing. They are amazing. Um, unbelievable. So that's what I eat. That's what I thrive on. I do eat organs. I love heart. I eat liver. I eat kidney don't think it's necessary, but for me, it's variety. I yeah. love variety. I have carnivore brownies. I have carnivore ice cream, custard, waffles. These are things that make this sustainable for me. If, I mean, if I had to do beef, salt, and water, I would just rather not eat at all. Yeah. Honestly, like I need variety. I need yeah. to feel like I can be human. 
I, I am the same way. I, I think for me, like I did a year of just carnivore. Um, and yeah, I, I got kind of bored and then, um, I felt that I could add stuff kind of back in later once my gut was kind of healed. But I, I've seen a lot of your recipes on, on your Instagram. Like, I really am intrigued with the carnivore ice cream. You have to try it. <laughs> it's so good. I, well, I've tried a version of it. Um, I, have, I, I haven't done the – you put protein powder in there, don't you? Yeah, I mean, that's the basis of it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's I mean, free. Yeah, so I need to try that, yeah. It's um, good stuff. It's just um, the protein powder is made from beef protein isolate. So it's essentially okay. ground beef in chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry oh, form. Okay. So you can make a lot of things with it. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. Well, that is, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I think that uh, along our journey, we kind of change a little bit depending on like where we're at with the healing, you know, process. Definitely. Um, and it's, you know, I'm not like, I don't agree with being dogmatic um, with any diet, you know, like I, I kind of am along the lines of like eating more ancestrally and, you know, um, seasonally a little bit, depending yeah. on what you can handle though. You have to know your, yeah. you have I to know yourself though. Right. I think that there's a point where we do need to kind of um, be invasive, like avoiding certain plant foods, even though our ancestors may have eaten berries, I think mm -hmm. there's a time to avoid them if it's a trigger for someone or if they're yeah. not completely fat adapted. But once you are healed and your hormones are regulating, I feel the same way. Um, there are periods where, especially in the summer, my appetite drops off yeah. and I'm, I do eat, you know, I had a whole thing of blackberries a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't do that every day, but it's definitely more natural. And yeah. in the winter, I'm definitely craving um, fattier meats. Yeah. Um, but I think that changes with healing. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's crazy because I, um, I was in the beginning, I felt ravenous. I felt like I couldn't eat enough and I was eating pounds and pounds yeah. like of meat and fat. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like, I don't want that like right now. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I was just yeah. telling about that. They're like, I am just it's like, I can't stop eating. And I'm like, you need to honor that hunger. Like mm -hmm. your body needs nutrients. It knows what it wants. And when you start actually giving it to it, it's going to crave it more. Um, I, like you just said, I was eating pounds last summer. Um, mm -hmm. when I visited my family for the first time after healing and I was eating like four or five strip steaks in one sitting, it was yeah. so embarrassing. And they're like, this girl is still sick. Like she needs to go into eating disorder therapy again. Um, but no, they didn't really say that. But yeah. I was kind of embarrassed because it was true hunger. And I was yeah. like, is this ever going to stop? But then finally it, it did slow down. And now, to be honest, I ate like 600 calories today. And I'm not sure if I'm going to eat again. Like I'm just yeah. not hungry. Um, but my body is where it needs to be. I'm 20% body fat my blood sugars are stable. I've got plenty of extra body fat. My cycle is normal. Like I, I can do that. Um, if my mm -hmm. sleep is interrupted or something, you better bet I'm going to eat more fat. I'm going to take it easy and listen. 
but mm -hmm. um, for a long time, I was in fight or flight mode. And for a long time, I was not absorbing nutrients. So my body definitely made up for it. And that was a long healing period. And um, I'm just so grateful that I was filling up on fat and protein, which supports leptin, which supports, you know, that is, those are bioavailable nutrients. Whereas someone who doesn't understand these mechanisms could just be reaching for carbs and it's a never ending cycle. Carbs mm -hmm. don't do anything for leptin sensitivity. They don't really, you know, many of them don't really do much for um, nutrition. You know, it's hard to get the nutrients that you need. So um, filling up with meat and fat, there will be an end to it. There will be a point yeah. where your body says, I'm done, but it could be a freaky amount and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, and it's, and it's so, it's almost like a switch for me. It was, yeah. um, and this just happened maybe, I don't know, six months ago where I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm full. <laughs> I don't yeah. need, like, you don't need as much, even though I'm doing all this activity, um, I'm doing all these things. Like, I feel like I don't need as much food, you yeah. know? And it's and such then, a relief. Yeah. And, and just being able to be intuitive kind of with your body once you've healed. You can't be intuitive if you're still sick. Exactly. Um, like your body's going to give you the wrong signals. And, and so right. you have right. to be able to kind of know when that is, I guess. Yep. Um, but yeah. Um, so um, I'm trying to think of what other questions I have for you. Um, I'm curious, um, at one, at what point did you, um, were you able to start like working? Did you implement working out? Because now you said you're doing CrossFit. Yeah. And so what, where did that come into play? How did you get there? So when I hit around like a hundred, four pounds, that's when my chiropractor was like, okay, you can get into the gym, mm -hmm. use the machines to protect your form. Before that, I was doing a lot of cardio, which was just working against me, um, and body weight exercises. So I do think that resistance training is good for anyone, mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean you're picking up a kettlebell or dumbbells. It could mean body weight. It's resistance is relative to where you're at. So I did do yoga and Pilates and walking for a very long time, mm -hmm. and that was more than enough. Um, and then I got into the gym, started using the machines. Um, in the summer of last year, maybe actually the spring of last year is when I did started lifting. Like that was the first time I ever walked up to a squat rack and I just used a pool noodle to pad my back and I got into that and I loved it. So I kept on doing that lifting for almost an entire year. And then I started CrossFit only about five weeks ago oh, and wow. I love it. Um, and it's exactly what I've been looking for. You know, I just, I would need that challenge. I'm doing things like running and burpees and pull-ups, things that I hate, yeah. but I love <laughs> it. And, um, it's just really exciting. So yeah, just start. I started at the bottom and gradually increased as my body gave me the permission to do so. I never once, um, you know, pushed myself beyond what I felt was appropriate because, I spent too long where my body was in fight or flight mode too long where my cortisol was way too high. And even though I struggled with having real rest days, um, like staying out of the gym, I still never, you know, obliterated myself. If it just meant 
you know, doing lightweight and a few reps, then that's what I would do. Um, but I do think the resistance exercise was really a really important component to my healing because that is the hormonal impact of that is huge along with proper diet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, um, I love resistance training. I used to do cardio, you know, like five years ago. And then five years ago, I kind of switched to more resistance weightlifting. And that was just life changing for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It just burns, you know, you want to build your muscle, especially as you get older. Um, You really want to build that muscle um, because that's kind of what keeps you strong and healthy for a long time, right? Yes. Um, so if somebody wants to work with you, if they want to connect with you, um, how can they do so? Um, I would find me on Instagram at tailored keto health, or my website is tailoredketo.health. And you can message me, email me. Um, and I will respond probably within 10 minutes. Um, so that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. I really am. This is my full-time job. I want to efficiently help as many people as possible. Um, so I would say find me on Instagram because that's where I am most of the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and I always ask my guests this, um, what, is your, what is your overall message that you would like to you know, tell people who are listening to this or, or who are watching this, um, their you know, hope for healing? What, you know, Give us a message that you want to portray. You said it. There is hope. Um, No matter how hopeless your situation might feel, you're not alone in that. And Mm -hmm. there is hope. And it could be a lot quicker than what you might be thinking. Um, I also want to encourage people to really take their thoughts captive because we can get stuck in negative thinking patterns and harmful belief systems that really do manifest physiologically. So one, there is hope. And two, have faith. Um, Reach out, ask for help. And it is going to be hard. But what's harder is giving up and feeling like crap. But I really don't believe that there is any uncurable diagnosis. Um, Nothing is impossible with God. And doctors are still learning, you know. Um, I was told that I wouldn't live past 30 years old. I, I have overcome chronic and uncurable, multiple uncurable things. And I know many others have, and I have helped other people to do so. And it's just a matter of removing the interference and providing the proper foundation. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is hope. It just might not be what you were thinking. Um, so don't give up. I know that's cliche, but it's no, no, I, you know, I, I love, love, love that because a lot of times when we're in it, you know, we feel so alone, especially, especially if we just, maybe we don't like, I never had a diagnosis really, but I knew Mm -hmm. something was not right. And, and some of us don't ever even get a diagnosis. We just get told, Oh, the labs look fine. You're fine, but you're not. (laughs) Um, and even if you do have a diagnosis, um, you know, you're, like you said, you've been told by doctors, oh, you're not going to live that long. And they're, they're telling you to give up 
basically but right. without they're telling you to give up without saying saying it right yeah and it's like why you know it's, we have such a messed up system um yeah and so i i know that you've already helped a lot of people just with your with your story um so i know you're gonna help so, so. many yes yes no um you really have and that and you know you're gonna help so many other people too you know through your coaching and all that um because yeah sometimes we just need somebody to help us through that yeah <laughs> you know we can't do it alone so that's right yes so um thanks for coming um on my podcast today and you truly are rocking your best life um Thank and, you. Yeah, and we're gonna too. help yeah, we're going to help some more people rock their best life. So thanks yeah. for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I really appreciate it. Um, and if you loved this podcast episode, make sure that you take a screenshot and share it on your social media um, and tag me. Um, I love to hear feedback. So don't forget to message me as well. And give me a rating or review over on Apple. Um, I will read your review um, on the next episode. And I would just love to hear, you know, your takeaways from this episode, if it helped you in any way, if it inspired you. Um, I would love to hear it. Um, and I would love to know how you are liking this podcast. And if you would like any guests on the podcast, I'm open up. I'm open for ideas. So make sure that you send me a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot me an email. Um, and I will put all those links in the show notes. Um, as always, don't forget to rock your best life. If you enjoy or find value in this podcast, then please consider supporting Rock Your Best Life on Patreon. By becoming a Patreon, you'll help us reach more people and continue to create great content. There are exclusive perks available, such as private consultations with me, early access to content, and so much more. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash rockyourbestlife. Check the episode show notes for the link, and I will see you.